It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello to all. Welcome to Divas That Care Network. I am Joyce Benning, and I will be your host for this absolutely invigorating, robust lifestyle show. First of all, I want to thank each one of our listeners that have tuned in live today and the ones that will be listening to the recording on the podcast. I am just so very grateful for each one of you. And I am just overly excited today to have with me an amazing returning diva, Jenny Jevlonski. And her and I are going to chat about intuitive animal communication. Oh man, am I ever thrilled to talk with her about this. And you listeners are in for a very, very special show today. Jenny, could you please introduce yourself to our listeners today? Sure, Joyce. Thank you very much. Um, Well, I am what people refer to as a soul whisperer. I work with both humans and animals, but my primary purpose is to facilitate the evolution of interspecies conscious relationships. And that goes beyond animal communication. It is providing a glimpse into the life and partnership we can have with our animal friends when we heal ourselves and activate our telepathic and other psychic abilities and begin to hear, uh, support, and honor our animals based on their conscious free will choices. And that um, is something that brings me such incredible joy every day. And thank you so much, Joyce, for allowing me to share it. Oh, you are so welcome, Jenny. And oh, my goodness, I love that because I was just getting, the chills were just running through me because it's just reminding me so much of of my animals, to honor our animals and be in a partnership with them. And I love how you said you're a soul whisperer. That is just beautiful. Oh. I love that. <laughs> well, Jenny, well, go ahead. You go ahead and start just, with how you would like to take off with our chat today. Um, well, I would like to share a story uh, that um, life experience that I've had recently that speaks to exactly that issue, interspecies, consciousness, and partnership and honoring the desires and the communication of the animal. And what I'd like to do, it's a personal experience. It involves another human being. So what I'd like to do is tell you the story from my perspective and then lace in the other person's sharing with me in hindsight. So some of this does overlap, but I didn't have conscious understanding of all of it as it was unfolding. And so I think that's the best way to share. Excuse me. That sounds perfect. Absolutely um, perfect. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Five weeks ago today, exactly, I I believe it was June uh, 13th, 
my uh, my and my husband rescue dog. Uh, we had to euthanize her. She had stage four cancer, mm-hmm. and um, she had had a, a surgery in January and held on as as long as she could. But it was clearly time for us to let her, her go. So that was mm-hmm. Monday, June thirteenth. That mm-hmm. night, when I went to sleep in the middle of the night, I was woken up to a little voice saying. I'm here. And I said, you're here? Well, well, who are you? And the voice said, I'm your new puppy. And I said, well, um, how do I find you? Where where are you? And the puppy said, don't worry. You don't have to worry about that at all. I'm going to find you. And I said, okay. But in the back of my mind, my my beloved pet had just passed that day before, my uh-huh. husband was really struggling. He doesn't do well with transitions into new pets when he's still grieving. And I knew that this was maybe not going to be the easiest sell for him. And so mm-hmm. I didn't really uh, say anything that morning. I just thought, let's allow this to unfold and see what happens. That afternoon, Tuesday, June 14th, a friend of mine that I had met five years ago, four or five years ago, who moved away about three years ago from the area, messaged me on Facebook and said, hey, if you know anybody that wants Labradoodle puppies, I bred my Labradoodle and we have seven puppies available. And I had, I was surprised that I hadn't heard from her in so long. And she mm-hmm. sent pictures of all seven puppies and one of the puppies stood out, and I said, that's the puppy that was talking to me last night when I was sleeping. And so I said, you know, the one on the top left, and it had a different name when it was a puppy than it does now, but now mm-hmm. his name is Frankie. So I'll just refer to him oh. as Frankie. And I said, I think Frankie is supposed to live with me. And she said, mm-hmm. Ginny, this dog has been showing me for the past three days that it's going to live on a ranch, pictures of a horse ranch and telling me that it's going to live on a horse ranch. And she's a naturopathic doctor, my friend. And Uh she said, I've never communicated with an animal in my life. And for three days, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, he's been insisting that he's going to live on a ranch. And I thought, well, I live in Phoenix. I don't know anybody, you know, that lives on a ranch. So I'm not sure what to do about this. So I just went through my Facebook group and who, whoever came to mind that I should send this information to and, you know, you were one of them. And uh-huh. I said, well, yes, you know, he came to me in my sleep. <laughs> so <laughs> we made a plan that um, I would go down and meet the puppy in four or five days. So that would be that Saturday. Well, she mm-hmm. contacted me either later that night or the next day, I don't recall, And she said, Jimmy, I just went on your Facebook account and I saw that you did a video. You were telling a story and you were doing this panoramic view of your property and your property and your fencing around your pasture is exactly (laughs) the picture that that Frankie was giving me. So she had been then called to look at my Facebook page to see she knew I had mm-hmm. horses, but she didn't even know if I boarded them or we lived on a small ranch or what. So in going back and looking at the posts I made, she was able to to validate that the vision that the dog was giving her was exactly the picture of my property. 
So oh we said, God. oh, this is it. This is this dog is meant for me. That's great. I tried to talk to my husband about it briefly, and he, as I assumed, you know, he was just not having it. And um, mm-hmm. I said, well, you remember, that's how you felt about our last dog that you've had this love affair with for the last eight years. <laughs> and every time she hiccuped or rolled over in her sleep, you knew about it, you know. And he said, you're right, you know, let's go and um, let's go and investigate on Saturday. So I'm just going to pause because I'm only about 25% of the way through the story and just see, Joyce, if you wanted to share any feedback here yet. Oh, Jenny, I am just loving every minute of it because, oh, this is so true how these animals, they come to us. And, I mean, the puppy had come to you. She'd gone to her owner and told her in a vision everything. It is it is just so incredible. They are just, they are magical. They are just magnificent. I'm just loving every moment of this. You just continue, Jenny. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Um, my husband and I drove down to Phoenix to visit the puppies and meet, um, get reacquainted with, um, with my girlfriend, whose name is Lottie. She's a doctor. And uh, we went down, and uh, she had this big puppy pen set up in her uh, her home office. So all the furniture was against the walls in this giant puppy pen. She opened the gate to let all the puppies out, and six of the seven puppies came came bounding out of the puppy pen and attacked my husband. And one puppy, who was a black puppy, not the um, yellow uh, yellowish color. Uh, I call mm-hmm. it butterscotch, that was the mm-hmm. the boy that was meant to be with us. And she sat there and she looked straight into my eyes and she said, nobody wants me. Oh. So right away my heart sank. And, you know, there was a part mm-hmm. of me that said, I want you. <laughs> but I felt so strongly that my husband was grieving and it wasn't appropriate to ask for two dogs. And <laughs> I needed to to take what I could get and to slowly ease him into this. And so even though a part of me immediately knew she was going to come home with me, I said, I'm sure somebody will want you. Uh, Don't you worry. Everything's going to be fine. And then she came running out, and we all played together for about a half an hour. And it was time. They were getting tired, and we needed to get back home to our own, uh, you know, horses and donkeys. So we said, all right, we're going to leave. And we couldn't wrangle the puppies up. It's literally like herding cats, herding puppies. It's (laughs) absolutely impossible. So what we did, the three of us, is we stood inside the puppy playpen, and then they all came bounding in. And um, so the puppy that had contacted me, Frankie, in my dream, came and sat in front of me, looked up at me in my eyes and said, I choose you. And I said, I choose you. You're coming home with me. Don't worry about it. So he walked back over to lay down and put his little chin on the little um, hindquarters of the little puppy that had told me nobody wants me. And I said, oh, that's so cute. And my friend Lottie looked at me and said, Ginny, this entire week he's been telling me that she is going to come and live with him. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I know I shouldn't laugh at my own story, but I'm still amazed by this story. Uh-huh. So I said to her, I I didn't I didn't really want to unfold everything in front of my husband right there, and I wanted to give my husband time to digest everything. 
So rather than say, this is the puppy that I heard saying that nobody wants me, I just kind of tested the waters and I said, well, what do you think about going home with two? And she and I, our eyes lit up and we were looking at one another and we turned to look at my husband as I said that and he was down on the ground with another puppy (laughs) who was choosing him at the time and he said, yes, I think so, we're going home with two which would make the second puppy that I wanted a third puppy. And I thought, oh, Uh no, I can't do this to him. You know, we're in our 50s, three giant Labradoodle puppies at once. Oh, that's just unheard of. And, you know, it's it's a difficult thing having multiple puppies from the same litter. It's a lot of work and a lot of bonding Uh individually with them and a lot of training. So my husband basically agreed to um, purchase this other little puppy. So my girlfriend and I were just looking at each other, and I just I just put my finger to my mouth, don't say anything. Just let this be what it is, and we'll figure it out with the universe later. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we, we went home, and I never said anything to my husband for a couple of weeks about the other puppy, but inside my heart was just aching for that little girl. And my girlfriend yeah. kept texting me every day, she's supposed to be with you. Frankie says she's supposed to be with you. She's saying she's supposed to be, and I, and I said, oh, please, I, don't, I can't ask my husband for three puppies. I just can't. <laughs> so it was coming time for us to pick up the two puppies, and I was finally um, honest with my husband, and I said, I just want to let you know that some very odd thing happened when we were down in Phoenix with the puppies. And mm-hmm. I want you to understand that when I was asking if we could take home two puppies, I wasn't looking at you, realizing you were down on your knees falling in love with another one, and I had been falling in love with (laughs) another puppy, and so I really don't know what to do. I know this puppy is supposed to be with me. I don't know that we are meant to have three puppies or that you have any interest in that, and just I'm throwing it out there. What do you think? Mm -hmm. And he said, if she's not adopted by the time we go and pick up the other two, she's coming home with us. And I said, okay, great. And then I said, and may I please add something? And he said, sure, what is it? And I said, if she ever gets purchased or adopted, right, if she ever gets purchased and returned through her entire life, can we have Lottie please add to the contract that if she ever gets returned, that we will take her. We will be her backup Mm -hmm. no matter what for her entire life. And my husband said, Mm -hmm. yes. So that was like 5 o'clock in the morning when we were having this conversation because we live on a ranch and we're up with the sun every morning or even before Uh the sun. And um, so as soon as it was a decent time that day, I called Lottie and I said, here's the deal with the third puppy. This is how we want to handle it. And she said, okay, great. I'll I'll see you in a couple days. Everything will be wonderful. But I didn't put a deposit down. Uh, I mean, they're quite expensive dogs. I just... Uh I trusted that the universe, everything would unfold, and I didn't want to push my husband, making it seem like I was pushing it and it wasn't something that was evolving naturally. So because I didn't put a deposit down, later that afternoon, my girlfriend texted me and said, the dog whose name is Honey, Honey's been purchased. She's on her way to her new home. Uh I started crying. I was like, am I being punked by the universe? This is not right. How can this be happening? And I was crying, just bawling my eyes out. And my husband came in the room and said, what's wrong? 
And I said, the puppy, and then right when he said, what's wrong, she texted a picture of the puppy in her new home with her new owners. And I said, look, she's in another home. She's, there's, it's too late. We can't go back. And I was trying so hard to be respectful of you and not push the issue that I didn't give a deposit. And look at what has happened. So we were both crying because he said, oh, no, I felt that, too, that we were supposed to have her. So I cried for about a half an hour. My husband finally left the room. And an hour later, Lottie texted and said, she's being returned. Do you want her? Oh, my word. So I said, if she's ever purchased and returned, she's ours. So the universe Uh gave me exactly what I wanted. She was purchased and returned. Uh I went on the website and made the deposit, and then two days later we went and picked up three puppies. Oh, Jenny, that is the most beautiful story. Oh, I love it. I had tears while you were talking about it because I can just vision it all. Oh, I, oh, wow, this is incredible. <laughs> oh. And, you know, the re- the remarkable thing is my girlfriend said in the beginning, she said, and she had a near-death experience, which is how we met in a near-death experience uh-huh. or group. So she's uh-huh. a, 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 a medical intuitive, a, an intuitive physician, and she is very wow. psychic. But according, she had told me she never spoke to an animal before that. But after we were communicating for a while, she reminded me that when we had met, we were having dinner at a friend's house, was the first time we met, and there was a bobcat in the backyard of our friend's house. And she said, Frankie talking to me actually wasn't the first time I heard an animal. And she said, do you remember the first time we met? Do you remember the bobcat? And I said, Oh, yeah, I remember that, that the woman was asking me, why does the bobcat, you know, keep coming around? And she said, well, do you remember that you and I were holding hands when you were speaking with the bobcat? And I said, no, I don't remember that. And unfortunately, I speak to so many animals every day, it just all bleeds in. I just have no Uh individuated memory of any of it. And she said, when you were saying that the bobcat was injured when it jumped off a very high rock and injured its its foot, and that's why it keeps coming around asking for help. She said, Mm -hmm. Jimmy, I heard the same thing. I just didn't tell you. And I said, what's interesting about that is I have worked with people and done a lot of public presentations, and people come up afterwards and ask, you know, can you help me with this and that? And a lot of times I don't say, I won't give you the answer, but you can have the answer if you're willing to hold my hands. For some reason, when people hold my hands, their own psychic gifts, whatever blocks to them are cleared, and they are able to use their own psychic gifts. I'm not doing anything to them. It's just my frequency that I brought back from Mm -hmm. multiple near-death experiences sort of temporarily opens up the channels for their awareness. So as I was holding her hand, she heard the animal. And a lot of times, psychic gifts and telepathy for humans, it's it's different from animals because we have different experiences with animals and different beliefs about animals as we do to people or what have you. And so doing that, activating those abilities, it's not that it's a separate ability per se, but we have different belief systems about all of it. We humans are very complex and have a lot of fears and a lot of belief systems, you know, and we trip over our own belief systems constantly. 
So when I was holding her hand, it activated her to hear the bobcat. So that was fun, having her remind me of that. Oh, wow. Oh, that would have been. It's like your frequency energies were flowing from you right over to her by holding her hand and opening, like you said, opening up the channels and the ways where she could communicate with the animals. Oh, that is just beautiful, Jenny. Oh my word. This is this is just incredible. I just have loved loved this. This is so neat how she started communicating with the animals too and really didn't even realize it. She didn't even tell you about the cougar until so so much time had passed and then how Frankie opened up that channel again for her that she could communicate with them. Oh, Wow, I have always heard, like I said, that animals choose you, and I totally, totally believe that. That is so true. (laughs) Absolutely. And, and you know, the funny thing about it is, too, I spent quite a bit of time at her house, right? And um, Uh I'm talking about Lottie down in Phoenix. And Uh um, when I was there, she had a couple of cats and, and obviously two other dogs, and um, I said, well, your cat is saying, you know, X, Y, Z. And she said, oh, you know, I thought that I was getting similar information to that. So the fact is, many of us are actually getting intuitive information from our animals. We just don't necessarily believe it's possible or that it could be us or, you know. Um, so she was getting pieces of information but she wasn't putting it together as animal communication per se. Um, And so I think a a lot of people are in that same boat right now, that a lot of people are getting um, intuitive hits. And, you know, intuition as a a defined word in, you know, Webster's dictionary gets a bad rap in the animal communication world and in one particular animal communication class I I took in particular in Colorado the woman was adamant that we could only read um, or communicate with animals by reading their thought pictures the pictures in their mind their memories and that we as humans had to interpret what it meant and I kept saying no no, they can communicate, there's a knowing, there's mm-hmm. so many other, there's feeling, there's so many other ways. There are so many clairs, claircognizance, clairaudience, um, clairsentience, clairvoyance, all of it. And um, uh, so I forget where I was going with that, but I think that um, the intuition, thank you. <laughs> I apologize. Yes. I had a couple of strokes, so sometimes I lose my thought, uh, my train of thought. Um, so pe- what people call intuition is really clear cognizance. That means clear knowing when you just know something, mm-hmm. but you don't know why. And that knowing is legitimately communication with the animal, whether it's their body talking to you, their energy field talking to you, or, or their consciousness or their soul talking to you. It's all animal communication. So, um, I just wanted to share that with you because 
because my experience in that environment was was such that someone who made a lot of money teaching people animal communication was invalidating people who had very advanced skills and claircognizance is one of the most advanced one of the most subtle and refined clairs or psychic abilities that we can access so i hope that helps some of your listeners oh yes yes i know it will I know it definitely will be able to help them to have to know that there's there is so many different ways to communicate with the animals there and i I feel each person probably communicates in a little different way with their loved animals, and that's what's so neat i mean it there to me there's no set way that you have to communicate with them. There's multiple ways you can communicate with them. And it's just it's just incredible when you start communicating with them because it's your intuition, like you said, just just listen to that intuition. So many of us it's that I always say it's that small little voice that's not screaming at you like the rest of the world is, but it's that small little voice inside of you that if you just take a moment and listen to it, it is a beautiful, beautiful experience is how I find it. And, you know, a lot of us, especially those of us who live in the U.S., um, we're under a lot of stress. (laughs) Many of us have experienced a lot of trauma. We have some heartache. Uh, You know, I mean, this is just true. (laughs) And yeah. unfortunately, the trauma and um, unprocessed memories and emotions can actually get in the way of our activating our psychic gifts or even just temporarily mm-hmm. being able to hear when we need to hear. The sacral chakra is the chakra um, that determines with what level of clarity that chakra is operating when and how the psychic abilities are um, opened up. And so I give people an exercise. Would we have just two or three minutes for a little exercise to help people if they want to try to clear themselves and communicate with their animals? Well, Jenny, we are running almost out of time, but what I would love to do is why don't we, if you have time, I would love to schedule and have you back on my show. And let's go into more depth and do an exercise like that and explain a little more of the different ways of communicating, would that be something you would be open to do on Robust Lifestyle Show? I'd love that. Thank you. Oh, you are so welcome because we can do a whole show on that, and I would love to do that, definitely. We will definitely, for our listeners, we're definitely going to find a time in the next month where we can do that, if that will work into your schedule also, Jenny. Um, that sounds great. You just let me know when and I'll show up. Awesome. That sounds fantastic. Well, Jenny, before we close, I would like to have you tell our listeners how they can connect with you because what you have told is so, so beautiful. And when the listeners hear and it resonates with them, how can they best connect with you, Jenny? Sure. Well, my website is heartofthehorse.us, www.heartofthehorse.us. And my name is Ginny, G-I-N-N-Y, Jablonski. Okay. Oh, perfect. 
that is just perfect. Well, and we will definitely have you back on, Jenny, in the next month, and we are going to go into depth about the different ways of animal communication and do the exercise. I am so excited. I cannot wait to schedule it. <laughs> and I just want to thank you so much for what you have shared today. It is it is just heart-touching is what it was to me because I... It is just incredible. Thank you so much, Jenny, for being my guest and sharing about your puppies. Thank you, Joyce. You are so welcome. And I would also like to thank all of our listeners for listening to this absolutely incredible interview with our amazing diva, Jenny Jablonski. And you heard her say she will be back on in the following month to go more in-depth about animal communication and the ways to do it. And please share this show with all your family and friends. Check out all the other hosts and their shows on DivasThatCare.com. Remember, have an absolutely fantastic day. Be kind to all and honor your animals and give them that extra big hug and share all your love with them until we connect again on Robust Lifestyles. Stay strong and healthy. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.